0: back to Detroit Strange.
1: Our podcast.
0: It's here. It's queer. Well, I'm queer. Get used to it.
1: Yeah, that stuff. Yeah. Welcome. <laughs> yes. That's Alex over there.
0: That's Jess. We didn't know that in a minute. No,
1: we haven't. Oops. Nobody knows who we are. Who are I? I feel like
0: they probably figured it out who, who is she. She's different.
1: <laughs> yes. Bye. Yeah.
0: So anything new with you? What's going on?
1: I mean What's you, poppin'? You gave me this cozy blanket. Because your basement's kind of cold. It is. But this blanket, it's lovely. Do you know what we call those blankets? Sherpa?
0: The fart cocoons. I'm so <laughs> just um, because, to wear it. <laughs> yes. Just because uh, like we always would just like curl up on the couch with one of those and just be like, it just holds in the farts. The fart cocoon.
1: I don't know that I want them held in.
0: Like in that thirty rock episode. She's like
1: I love thirty, <laughs> 30 rock. The
0: slanket. Showing the slanket. She's
1: Wait, like, what happens in the slanket? I forgot something I remember about that like word. she's
0: like, like I got a fart trapped in my slanket or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> but we call those the fart cocoons. So you're welcome.
1: Um. Thanks. Yes. Question mark. Yeah. Now I'm having the debate. It's clean. I watched okay. it recently. Oh, okay. Thank you. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. <laughs>
0: Yes. So
1: Thank you for that.
0: No problem. <laughs> you are wearing a look right now. Yeah, I saw this headband. I'm like, I'm gonna put this on. I
1: mean it looks comfortable. It's it's fine.
0: Okay. I mainly just like
1: <laughs> What a review.
0: <laughs> you can't see it, but it says color run in a year on it.
1: Oh, I have color run headbands too. Did you run the color run? I did twice. I didn't. Oh. Do you want more headbands? A friend just gave me
0: this headband and I've held on to it since I think twenty twelve.
1: I ran two of them and I vowed I will never run a color run again because it's not worth it. It never seemed worth it. No, I mean I I I had a couple year run where I was doing a lot of five K's and actually I hope to get back to that point. Mm. It was like my goal to do one a month. Um and I'm doing one
0: in April if you want to do it with me.
1: Ooh, which one?
0: The uh happy little five K.
1: I don't know that one.
0: It's for um, the Michigan DNR is putting oh. it on, and the money goes towards planting trees, planting happy little trees.
1: I would love that. I used to work for the DNR. Oh really? Oh yeah, because you were just working at State Park, right? Yeah. Uh huh. I have a soft spot.
0: You get a T-shirt, and it just has like a little Bob Ross figure with a paintbrush.
1: <gasps> oh, send me the info.
0: That's honestly the only reason I signed up. It's a virtual 5K.
1: Um, I mean, I'll still be into it, but they're not as. Excited they they do have like
0: like if you want to run with people, they have like a there's a like one on Detroit on like the Sunday. They give you like, a week to do a 5K. Okay. I'm like, into that. Yeah.
1: I because I like the vibe of being in a large group. I don't go see, for I group would hate runs. That.
0: I've never done like a legit uh, race and I just like I don't see myself liking
1: it. They're fine. because what you do is you choose while you're running, you choose an unspoken buddy who runs about your pace that you don't know. And then the whole race, you just kind Stop of them. make sure that you're near them. Uh, and then at the end, you go a little faster.
0: <laughs> so that. you feel
1: accomplished.
0: Love that. Maybe That's my
1: guess. 5K and 10K secret.
0: <laughs> Hot takes.
1: It's so stupid.
0: Whatever works, though. Mm-hmm. Um. So, yeah.
1: Yeah. Running. Yeah. I need to do more.
0: It's hard because it's winter. I
1: was going to say, it's really hard to start right now. Uh I I I plan to start also though, like it hasn't I mean it's cold right now, but it hasn't been that bad yet. But yeah. I'm like, watch the second I start, we'll have like five snowstorms in a row. Oh yeah. But that's okay. Oh, that's okay. It's still worth doing things. Yeah. My motivation for you. No, I'm just kidding.
0: <laughs> I did cave, like speaking of New Year's things, I did cave and sign up for a stupid dating app. Uh it's called Chappy. It's like gay tender British. It sure does. I've only been on it for like a day so far. Haven't found my soulmate. So mm-hmm. it's trash
1: not working. I mean, I've been on dating apps for years and have not found my soulmate. So I go through cycles. Though, with the them. Internet's broken. Yeah. <laughs> Although today, this is hilarious. I matched with somebody I matched with like. Maybe a decade ago on a different dating app. Crazy. But the weird thing is we're Facebook friends. <laughs> And I was like, does he know we're Facebook friends? So I just, like, swiped in the correct direction or whatever. Well, tangent didn't swipe. I just said, all right, talk to me. But the first thing he did was like, ha, 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 isn't this hilarious? And I was like, uh, sure is. Yeah. You could have talked to me <laughs> on Facebook.
0: <laughs> the only thing I like is my bio. Can I read it to you? Sure. I just saw Flavor of Love for the first time, and maybe Love isn't dead. It's just definitely not on VH1. Oh, fair. Yeah.
1: Fair. If the H one taught us anything, it's that love is not there.
0: Yeah. Not at
1: all. Mm-mm. In all the various iterations of the love shows. Yeah, I'm on season two of I
0: Love New York right now. Ugh. Bonkers. Lucky. Bonkers.
1: I'm on season one of it, but I'm also like mixing and mingling in my shows right now. Yeah, because you were watching Charm
0: School from now, weren't you?
1: No. Oh. I've never watched Charm School. I was watching... um. Drag I think Race. Patty was
0: watching Charm School. Okay.
1: I'm, oh, no, I'm sorry. Yes, I was watching Charm School. I'm a liar. I watched the whole first season of Charm School. Then I went on to I Love New York halfway through that. Also watching Drag Race. Drag Race is more worth it. Yeah. I'm being real honest. Also with my re rewatching Crazy Ex Girlfriend. I still have never seen it. What's it on? It is on Netflix. Okay. Yeah. She had never seen it either. So I was like, let's watch it. How many seasons is that? Four. That's manageable. It's very manageable. I've actually watched it multiple times. We don't need to talk about how much. Um,
0: Girl, I've watched Sex in the City twice all the way through in one year.
1: I actually just watched it all the way through this year for the first time. I've seen a lot of it, though. Like, while I was watching it, I was like, wow, I've seen way more of this than I, like, initially See, thought I had. I've
0: seen an episode when I started watching it.
1: Okay. I definitely had watched a bit. Although I still haven't watched the movies because they're not anywhere for free right now. And I need to watch the movies. I've only seen the first one, and it's almost like a parody
0: of the show. I'm okay with that. No, it was, I liked it, but it was just kind of just like, these are very heightened and wacky versions of the characters mm-hmm. I liked on the show. And I'm here for it, but also it's kind of like, okay.
1: Well, my biggest takeaway from Sex and the City is how annoying Carrie was. Yeah. I was like, every other character Like, has their, their things because they're characters, but like, I can stand behind them. Yeah uh Charlotte. Sometimes I'm like, mm, come on, girl. But she's um, like
0: my least favorite. I like Kristen Davis. She seems cool.
1: Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, 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 for yeah. sure. But um, Miranda and Samantha, with you, like a hundred percent behind those characters. And then every time Carrie talks, I'm like, shh. <laughs> like, why I, are you complaining
0: about this? Very. I think Carrie's relatably flawed. She's definitely not my favorite character, but I think that she's definitely necessary for the show.
1: Oh, she's necessary, but also some of her decisions and not in the like. Oh, she makes terrible decisions. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, again, relatably
0: flawed. Yes, I no, I understand that. Too.
1: But I, I think it's her like whininess about the outcomes she's of those immature. decisions. Yeah. And I'm like, why are you, why are you whining about that? You, right. you did it. You ungrateful bitch. Yes. i kidding. <laughs> I mean, it's fine. Yeah. I enjoyed watching it.
0: Yeah. No, I love the show.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say love for me, but I enjoyed it. Okay, yeah, fair enough. Yeah, that might be an unpopular opinion. No, that's a fine care. opinion. I love a like, uh, Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. What's your favorite show set in New York? Then? Oh, that's a, uh, Broad City.
0: Good answer. I thought
1: so. Good <laughs> I was about to say that's a really answer. hard answer, but yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with that one. Okay. Yeah. I'm trying to think of other shows in New York City. I'm trying to decide between
0: Thirty Rock and Will and
1: Grace. Ooh, Thirty Rock is going to come in a very hard. Oh, now I'm. Oh, I'm conflicted. Right. I do love Thirty Rock. I love Tina Fey. I also had this like weird run of things where I kept like running into like other characters on Thirty Rock in LA when I lived there. That was really? very strange. Yeah, I was at a party once in um, Lutz and Girl Writer.
0: Uh, were yes. there in
1: the room with me and they were there with their 10 month year old baby that was there I did not realize they were together did not until that moment and i was just like what <laughs> i mean like it was neat but i was like i don't understand uh but 30 rock was amazing it was I do really love that show uh, what was the other new york show you said Will and Grace. Oh, Will and Grace was great.
0: I love Will and Grace. I,
1: I do appreciate Will and Grace. Season eight isn't... The I didn't... Be- Is a new one?
0: Season eight's hit or miss. No, it's like the last season of the original. Okay,
1: I don't even think I saw that one.
0: Um, There's... One of the best episodes in that season. It's the second live episode they did. And most of it takes place in Karen's bathroom. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. I enjoy that. Yeah.
1: She was my favorite character.
0: Oh, of course. She was... I love the 30 hilarious. Rock joke that uh in Pennsylvania it was edited so much the show was just called Karen.
1: <laughs> That's delightful. Yeah. My aunt I used to have a friend who looked like Karen and sounded like Karen.
0: Oh. But she wasn't God.
1: Karen's. But like I I used to be like, Can you just can you just say honey?
0: Oh honey. Yeah. Like,
1: can you just say mean things to me, but make them sound kind of sweet
0: in your yeah. delivery?
1: Like you don't know they're mean. Can you just do that for me? <laughs> That's amazing. ending
0: again. The new, the new three seasons, the reboot, and they're ending up.
1: You know what, though? Don't overdo it.
0: D- yeah, yeah, I guess that's kind of the vibe I got from it. But it also sounds like Deborah Messing and uh, Megan Mullally were feuding, mm-hmm. which makes me sad. That
1: makes me sad. I love Megan Mullally. Me too. I like Deborah Messing too, but I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. Probably a bigger Megan Mullally fan. Same. She's so fantastic.
0: Yeah. But speaking of Karen, we're
1: drinking right now. Oh, my goodness. Yes. Nice segue. What are we drinking in these uh, copper mugs? I wonder. I'm going to call it a Detroit mule. Oh, too
0: So it's like a normal Moscow mule, but instead of ginger beer, I just use Verner's to keep it Detroit. Smart. Yeah. Well, um, I like job. the taste better and like. It's lighter. It's lighter. Mm-hmm. It's still got a good spice to it. And it's not as expensive as ginger beer. I like the Detroit mule. I'm here for it.
1: It's good. Thank you. I do like a strong ginger, but I like this too, like in yeah. a different way.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Mm-hmm. But are you ready to hear a story?
1: I would love
0: to hear a story. I would ask you if you've heard of this person, but if you haven't, I don't know where the fuck you've been the past twenty six episodes.
1: Is it the Great Depression? Close.
0: <laughs> uh, it's a man. He was born on March twenty first, eighteen sixty nine, in Rauen, Prussia. He's known as the architect of Detroit.
1: Oh, Albert Kahn. Yes. Yes.
0: I figure we talked about him enough that like. We owe him some time. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to do an episode about Albert Kahn. Awesome. Yeah. I'm excited. Good. I'm glad. Um, Yes, we Kahn. Yes. Uh, But like I said, he's known as the architect of Detroit and the father of the modern factory design.
1: Oh, that's interesting.
0: Yeah. I I know that. I'll get into why later on, but like, yeah, he kind of revolutionized factories.
1: Interesting. Yeah. Okay.
0: So like I said, he was born March 21st, 1869 in around in Prussia, which I put in front of these, Germany before it was Germany.
1: <laughs> Thank you.
0: Uh, he was Jewish. His father was a rabbi. Uh, he was supposedly a piano prodigy, but he had to stop at age seven because of money problems and worked odd jobs to support his family. When he was 11, his family immigrated to Detroit, and as a teenager, he got a job, which was actually more like an unpaid internship, working at a Detroit architecture firm Mason and Rice, where he like was taken under the wing of George D. Mason, who was another Detroit architect. You probably heard of him because he designed a lot of buildings around the city, but most around the state even because on the list is uh, the Grand Hotel in Mackinac Island. Oh, the Cass Avenue Episcopal Church. The Masonic okay. Temple.
1: Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. George
0: D. Mason built the Masonic Temple. Coincidence. Oh, hmm.
1: Interesting. Yeah. What it, were what were Rice's thoughts on Khan? I don't know. It didn't Rice didn't come up
0: honestly that much during Aww, this. Poor Rice. Which makes me think does rice even exist? Maybe he was a
1: figment of our, our imagination all along. Rice mm. is
0: inside all of us.
1: Um, <laughs> oh god. I hope not.
0: We both had stir fry for dinner, so
1: Mine was cauliflower rice, first of all, which uh, is just cali- tiny cauliflower.
0: Yeah. Mine yeah. is regular rice. It's nice botan rice. No,
1: mine was Trader Joe's yeah. cauliflower rice with mixed veggies and some sort of something in it that makes it taste like stir fry.
0: <laughs> Good.
1: And frozen chicken nuggets that I cut off and put into it with Work. a fried egg. And I, top mean, I
0: love using chicken nuggets to replace chicken in a recipe.
1: Well, the chicken breasts were going to take way too long to make. And yeah. I had to get here to record. So yeah. I was like, well, those are not going to take that long. I'm going to make those. Yeah. Put a fried egg on top.
0: I Called still love to do. I'll make a box of mac and cheese, cut up some chicken nuggets, put that Ooh. like on top with some like Frank's Red Hot, some blue cheese crumbles. And if I have it, green onion.
1: Oh, my gosh. You fancy.
0: Oh, it's so good. <laughs> but um. Back to Khan. Yes. So George George Mason and Khan built a lot of buildings together, too, including the Palms apartment, the Belle Isle Aquarium, and the West Engineering Building at U of M.
1: Oh, I've heard of them. Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And he taught Khan how to draft at age 15. Oh, wow. Yeah. So he was kind of like a teenager kind of learning how to do the architect thing. And I must have helped him because he won a scholarship to study abroad in Europe for a year. Good for him. Yeah. So he won the scholarship and he went with Henry Bacon, who went on to design the Lincoln Memorial in D.C. What? So it was the two of them gallivanting across Europe learning architecture things.
1: That's insane. A, because that man's name is Bacon. Yeah. B, the Lincoln Memorial? Yeah. That's... Wow. Yeah. What? Well, it It's interesting how... Like, prolific people meet other, like, prolific people. Yeah. And, I mean, sometimes it's, like, sometimes it's due to, like, affluence, you know, like, affluent yeah. situations and stuff like that, but it sounds like he wasn't... kind of sounds serendipitous. Yeah, like, he wasn't coming out of that situation, necessarily. Yeah. Like, he was working as a essentially yeah. child to help support his family, so...
0: Yeah, probably not affluent. Yeah. Otherwise his parents are just cruel. <laughs> <laughs>
1: We have all this money now go to work, boy. Make your
0: own, boy. <laughs> so after he returned from Europe, he went back to Mason and Rice and was the chief designer there for four years. And in 1895, he founded Albert Kahn Associates firm. He was 28 years old, which like the firm is still around. The Albert Kahn Associates firm. Wow. It's still around.
1: This is also making me feel like I have not done enough with my life, but go on.
0: I know. I hate that. <laughs> I hate Hearing people around my age or younger that have done so many more amazing things than me. I'm like, good for you, but fuck you. Mm, how yeah. dare you be productive and young?
1: Yeah. Anyway,
0: go on. Uh, so he, him and his engineer brother, Julius, developed a new style of construction that replaced wooden structural elements such as support walls and roofs with reinforced concrete. Smart. Yeah, so that's kind of how they, like... um revolutionized the factory design so like him and his brother created the it was called the con bar system of making reinforced concrete wait concrete Con the thing, a missed opportunity <laughs> right there so like julius created the con bar system and that made a lot of albert's design possible And his factories were able to be rapidly and inexpensively built steel frame structures that has an unobstructed floor plan and large windows and skylights in which all production takes place under one roof and on one floor. So because he replaced the wooden structures, Mm -hmm. he was able to kind of make more unobstructed open spaces, which, as you can imagine, for a factory is a plus.
1: Yeah, I feel like we kind of own lofts, lofts. Yeah. Like loft apartments. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to him as well. I mean, like, they are usually like renovated factories and stuff like that. So it makes sense. But also, like, now there's lofts built for the sake of being lofty. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Sorry, I studied lofts in college for a hot second. So interesting. <laughs> on my mind sometimes.
0: Yeah. That is interesting. Because, mm-hmm. you know, it is because I, I, anytime they take a space, That was very clearly intended to be one purpose and they repurpose it for something else. That's always interesting to me.
1: Oh, it's, it's fantastic. I once, um, I went to, oh, it was opening day and I was with friends and went to, you know, a friend of a friend's or whatever with a group of people. And it was in Detroit. I, I wish I could remember. It was a while ago, but it was a renovated, I believe like schoolhouse. Okay. Into apartments. Oh, that's cool. It was one of the neatest spaces. I've like, been in, in Detroit. I was just like, this is so cool. Cause it was like very unique and different and like very open. Well, they just turned that old church on Woodward
0: by Marshall, like Woodward and Marshall, mm-hmm. um, into an apartment building. Oh,
1: called interesting. the James,
0: yeah. Anyway. Yes. So, like I said, this uh made factories have more interior space and more fire protection because concrete doesn't burn like wood.
1: Yeah, smart.
0: So, actually, the Packard Plant was the first building to be built with these methods in
1: 1903. Oh. So,
0: Kahn designed the Packard Plant. Interesting. And with his designs, he caught Henry Ford's eye, and he helped Ford design the floor plans of what would become the assembly line. So, Albert Kahn kind of, like, helped create the assembly line. Oh, interesting. He helped make it possible. Yeah. So he designed the Ford Highland Park Plant in 1909, and in 1913, he designed the half-mile-long A River Rouge facility in Dearborn.
1: Which, just side note, um, have you have you gone and just? I've only been outside of the Highland Park Plant. Uh, have you I ever haven't. gone and seen it? Like you've driven by it for sure, but like, have you ever stopped and just looked? Looked. I was on a tour and they stopped I and have. we just. It's very interesting. It's it's um it's very unoccupied at this moment, yeah. and it has definitely been modified uh, by people currently. Yeah. Uh Illegally. Uh But it's interesting because it does it, it's such a huge part of Detroit history. Uh-huh. And there's something just super I don't want to say sad, but there's just something very emotional about like looking at it and like realizing its impact like on Detroit's history. Uh-huh. And then it just is sitting there. Yeah, that is a shame. Yeah, but it's it it's interesting to stop and just look at because I, I had no idea what it was uh-huh. driving by it like a million times and then when somebody like stopped and pointed it out and was like, "That's the Highland Park plant," which was like a, a huge. I was it the first? It might have been the first plant.
0: I it might have been because um like I know the River Rouge facility is like their big ones. Yes. So I imagine the Highland Park plant it came before it chronologically.
1: I believe so. I don't, or the Paquette, I don't, I don't know exactly like, but I do do know like it was a, a large part of the like history of the auto industry was that like specific building.
0: Yeah. And I remember reading that like the Highland Park plant, it was two floors and I learned from that for an assembly line, one floor. Makes sense. Yeah. And just shout out to my dad because he put the grass roof on the River Rouge plant.
1: Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah.
0: Some I remember people talk about that, like my dad put the roof on that uh,
1: <laughs> family.
0: Yeah. And he also had a big impact on the former city of Walkerville, Ohio, Ontario. I don't know why I it's said it's Ohio.
1: Yeah, don't say Ohio.
0: Walkerville, Ontario. <laughs> so Walkerville was founded by Henry Walker, owner and producer of Canadian Club Whiskey.
1: Oh, yes, I'm here.
0: Yeah. And he had Khan design many of the buildings in town. Smart like man. Pretty much this whole town was designed by Albert Kahn. And then it just was absorbed into Windsor.
1: Oh, that's interesting. Oh, so it's like not that far. Yeah. So we should go there. Yeah. Okay. Have our
0: passports. Let's go.
1: I Yeah. I'm in. I got the mini passport even. Little wallet sized one.
0: I just had the regular one. I don't even an enhanced license.
1: I don't have an enhanced
0: license. When you have a passport, why bother?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess
0: guess you might need one to fly domestically soon. I don't know how that's all. It's not called
1: enhanced, though. There's something else about it. I just had to go get a new license on my birthday Uh a couple of weeks ago. Actually, a week ago, when we we're recording this, uh-huh. and I I had no idea that like things were changing or whatever, but it was basically so I can fly yeah. and all that kind of stuff. And I mean, they made me do it as well, just because. Yeah, they were like, "You have to come to the Secretary of State. You can't find this one in bitch."
0: I hope they said "bitch, geo."
1: <laughs> oh, they definitely did. If they didn't say it, in I mean, words, DMV.
0: They said no, we it. Call it Secretary of State. Secretary of State.
1: Actually, though, you know what? My wait was really long, and it was. I felt like I was in the Beetlejuice waiting room. But everybody was like surprisingly not there not I'm I'm not gonna say people were happy and everybody but I felt people were chill. Like me and the other probably like 70 people around me. <laughs> we were all in it together. Okay. Yeah. I
0: like that for though. I yeah. like that for you guys.
1: I helped the man next to me um who could have mailed in for his new uh, license and <laughs> was very upset that he didn't. I helped him figure out who he should write his check to. Uh, I chatted love with him he for was a long writing time. A check.
0: I love when I see an old person go to a store and pull out a checkbook. Oh, I'm how like... did you know
1: he was older? Just uh, kidding. Um, He was very lovely and very chatty. And I also didn't want to miss my number, so I was like trying to be attentive because uh, the number system was really confusing. But again, I would say, just <laughs> uh, we were all in it together. Good. We were we were a team of You're basically high school music. Strangers musical. who don't care about each other, but we're a team. Good. Yes. Anyway, go on.
0: So Welcome he to- did some residential work. He, um, he wasn't really known for it, but he did some of it. Like he did a lot of apartment buildings in Detroit. And he seemed to go a little bit more historical style with these. Like he designed his own home. But uh, another famous Detroit home, the Edsel and Eleanor Ford house. Yes. Mm-hmm. Which I think was designed in the Tudor Ryle style. Sure. Yeah. So like I said, you like to go back. I think that's where like his Europe study abroad came in. Mm-hmm. Like kind of like try to pull from I think old that European might styles.
1: Possibly be where, where my parents got married. They got married in some like prolific. Oh, that's cool. House like that. And I'm pretty sure that might be it, but I might be off base. Sorry, mom, if I'm off base. Eh.
0: You at least remembered something.
1: Yeah. I wasn't there.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Were wasn't invited. <laughs> Rude. <laughs> so skyscrapers, of course, Khan designed many skyscrapers. Like uh, the Fisher building, which we covered, the New Center building, which we covered in the Fisher episode, the Maccabees building, which is my favorite building on Wayne State's campus, because it's so beautiful inside. Uh-huh. Is uh, it like the one like kind of across from the DAA? It's like a cr- next oh, yeah, yeah. to the mm-hmm. Detroit, Detroit from the Library about. branch. Yeah, um, the Belle Isle Conservatory, the Detroit Athletic Club, the Detroit News Building, and the other two headquarters for the three major dailies: Temple Beth El, the old well, both of them. There's was the old one, which is now the Bonstell Theater of Wayne State University.
1: Okay, plays.
0: Yeah. And so what happened there is like, so Khan obviously was Jewish, like I mentioned earlier, and the congregation hired him to build the temple. They wanted to raise the visibility and prominence of the Detroit Jewish community. So they picked a spot right on Woodward. Uh, They built it. It was beautiful, amazing, sunny, gorgeous, one of a kind, whatever. But (laughs) um, the congregation outgrew the building by the 1920s. So Khan was hired again to build the new larger temple further up Woodward. Okay which is i think still it's still there and i think it might still be a temple. It's kind of like towards Boston Edison.
1: That's how i mean it sounds like a familiar place.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I've definitely you've definitely driven past it. Yeah. But in 1922 the building was sold for half a million dollars to Jesse Bondsteel. Bondsteel and who obviously the theater was named for. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And it's like like i said he's designed many other buildings. Oh yeah. Russia? I just put Russia question mark. That's a country. So that is. <laughs> Thank you.
1: You're welcome. Geography.
0: So in 1929, Khan signed a contract with the Soviet government to design the Stalingrad tractor plant, the first tractor plant in the USSR. Whoa. And a second contract was signed to make Khan and his firm the consulting architects for all USSR industrial plants. Wow. Establish a Moscow design bureau, and he trained and supervised engineers and architects. And through this partnership, they trained over four thousand engineers and architects, and designed five hundred and twenty-one plants and factories in Russia.
1: Whoa! Wait, yeah. wait, what year was this again?
0: Twenty-nine.
1: Okay. Wow. So like
0: it was a, I think it was like a five-year-long. So this was like the late twenties, early thirties. Mm-hmm. So Khan actually has like a lot of buildings in Russia that were like either like designed by him or his firm, or under huh. the tutelage of his firm.
1: Very interesting.
0: Yeah, I saw that. I was like, huh. What you don't know, yeah. But uh, also, University of Michigan, like I mentioned earlier, the West Engineering Building was him and George Mason.
1: Okay, mm-hmm. but
0: he designed over twenty buildings himself, including Hill Auditorium. <gasps> oh, yeah. I went to your
1: mom, so this is hidden.
0: Yeah, some I, that's exactly what I wrote you this know. section.
1: Mm, thank Hatcher you.
0: Graduate Library. Okay, that's the one in the diag. There. I
1: I didn't go there, but yeah, I know.
0: Yeah, <laughs> uh, and then four I mean, of the Greek houses.
1: Oh well, I mean. A lot of uh Ann Arbor is older architect like that, that like yeah. one section
0: of where all the Greek houses are that's what I'm thinking, probably. Like kind of just pat- like kinda over in the South U area, but then like a little further out. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah.
0: And then many con buildings feature the work of Italian American sculptor Carato Paducci. Parducci, sorry. Pardon me. Parducci. Pardon your Paducci. Pardon my Paducci.
1: Okay. Pardoned.
0: <laughs> Thank you. Um which you can see his works in the Fisher Building, the Masonic Temple lobby, and the Rackham Fountain at the zoo, the one with the bears. Oh. That was all Parducci.
1: Rack- Why is Rackham familiar? Rackham Auditorium. That's a place somewhere. Huh. I'm just just keep. Yeah. I just, I might Google. So in 1937,
0: 19% of all architecture designed factories were designed by Khan.
1: Interesting. You don't think about the architecture of factories. So it's like. It's an interesting space like literally to Like one to. out of
0: five factories built in 1937. Wow. Or Khan. That's a lot. Yeah. Uh, in 1941, he had the eighth highest salary slash compensation package at just under half a million.
1: I'm not surprised just based on how much he's done.
0: Yeah. And by World War II, Khan's 600-person office was busy making Detroit an arsenal of democracy. Whoa. And among the building's design was the Willow Run Bomber Plant in Ipsy, which was apparently Kahn's last building he designed. It was used to make the B-24 Liberator Bomber Plane.
1: Does that have anything to do with the Willow Run Airport?
0: Yeah, okay. that's the same building.
1: Okay, 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 yeah. okay.
0: And then, so on December 8th, 1942, Kahn passed away in Detroit. During his life, he did over a thousand commissions for Henry Ford and hundred of other automakers. He designed. Many of the Detroit buildings we know and love today, almost 60 of his buildings have been recognized on the National Register of Historic Places. Uh, that being said, not all of his work survived, though. He designed the original Castech High School, which was demolished in 2011 due to vandalization and fire damage. Oh. And in 2006, the Donovan Building, once occupied by Motown Records, was demolished as part of the beautification process that, for the Super Bowl that happened that year.
1: Oh. Yeah, I know. When Detroit got like fake everything for a second. Oh, yeah. It was weird. Yeah. I mean, good on the city for, like, bringing the Super Bowl here. That's a huge thing.
0: But, but like, why tear down a lot yeah, of Yeah, that's not the way to places. do it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, no, that's not the way to do it.
1: Good intent, bad actions. Yeah, well, yeah. I think there was a little bit of panic. of like, what do we do?
0: Yeah, we gotta hide out all- it's very much like you're cleaning for your parents' coming over a party, mm-hmm. and you just like, like let throw this in the closet, put this under the rug, put this under the bed, and then like all of a sudden it's like not actually clean. It just has the appearance of being clean because you hit all the crap. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But like I mentioned, the Albert Kahn uh, Associates firm is still around, and they're still designing factories, among other types of buildings, and pretty much like everything except for residential they do nowadays. Okay. And that pretty much wraps it. And just my sources is Wikipedia, historicdetroit.org, Encyclopedia Britannica. Ooh. Got it this time. Uh Michiganmodern.org, Detroit News, and that's it.
1: Fantastic. Yeah. That was well constructed.
0: Thank you for <laughs> that compliment.
1: <laughs> my I got enough pleasure. <laughs> That's just repeating me. I know. I know. I know. Uh, It's too late for more puns. Yeah, you're right. That's true. That was good, though. Thank you. That was smart to cover Con. Yeah, I was like thinking about it. I'm like, why did I just cover Con? I've covered like half his buildings. Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. And I mean, a a well known name. uh, And I didn't know most of that. So Uh, thank you.
0: The Russia part surprised me the most. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I like wonder if any of his buildings are still standing there and like if people were <sighs> chill about it back then. Cause you know,
1: yeah, were, like, I mean, things are a little a much... different. Yeah. I, I
0: mean, I guess the Cold War was much later, but like
1: it was, but also like how does that affect? I mean, that, that did affect like a lot of buildings and stuff too. I don't, I don't know the specifics of any of it, but yeah. Yeah. Curious and curiouser and curiouser. Yes. So since, you did such a good job on your story. Your prize is a game. Oh, my gosh. Two Truths and a Lie.
0: Oh, my God. I never had a guest.
1: Oh, are you ready? I am. Okay. So, I don't know. Maybe I'm kind of mean, but I have space facts. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I know it's a thing you don't fuck with, but you should.
0: It's okay. I'm it's- just going to... Crush it.
1: The universe and its science. So, just saying, you should. Okay. Okay. Space fact number one: An 11-year-old girl proposed the name for Pluto after the Roman god of the underworld. That's how it got named. Space fact number two: Uranus doesn't have any moons, and no one knows why. Research suggests it could have had one in the past. Number three. I mean, space fact number three. Earth has a magnetic field surrounding it, protecting us from radiation and particles emanating from the sun.
0: I'm going to guess the Pluto ones alive, because I don't think Pluto is the god of the underworld in Roman mythology.
1: Actually, Pluto is true. Damn. An 11-year-old girl named British Venetia Catherine Douglas Bernie. Named That's a it. lot of names. <laughs> That's a lot of names. She's probably Catholic, though. I'm going to guess with that many names. Yeah. I'm guessing Uh, in 1930. Okay. So you're down to Uranus doesn't have any moons and no one knows why, or Earth has a magnetic field surrounding it, protecting.
0: I know there's a magnetic field, I don't know if it protects. And I want to say that Uranus having no moons tracks. I think the theory was that Pluto was one of Uranus's moons that broke away.
1: I mean, you have to take a guess before I can All tell right, you. Fine,
0: I'll go with the moons.
1: Uh, the moons is the lie. It's Venus that doesn't have any moons and no one knows why.
0: So gassy. Nobody wants to be around that gassy <laughs> new planet.
1: Like this blanket.
0: The fucking cocoon. <laughs> yeah. You are Venus right now.
1: <laughs> okay, I'll take it. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, so space facts. See, space were those, facts. Were those that bad? No. No. Space, all right.
0: I just like, sometimes I think about space too much and it freaks me out, so I just can't.
1: Oh, I get that. Actually, Actually, the reason I did these is because I visited my parents a few days ago and they live out in the suburbs so they don't have as much light pollution Uh and it was nighttime when I got my car and I looked up and I I looked at the sky and I said hello old friend cuz I saw Orion and his belt Uh and first of all that's my favorite constellation cuz I saw an episode of the Muppet babies when I was a kid and they taught me all about space and Uh they visited Orion and his belt and secondly, I was just like, oh yeah, I don't get to see this. Like it doesn't it doesn't yeah. exist like that here because we do have light pollution. And that's just part oh, of being sure, in yeah. a like more, more dense city. The yeah. 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 Uh and there was just something very like it was calming and freaky at the same time about it. But also it was a nice moment. I was just like, I need to go look at stars sometimes. I get that. It just
0: reminds me I had this high school teacher. Who, she taught humanities, like, art history. Love her. Yeah, she was great. But I remember she told this story once that, like, she grew up in, like, rural South Dakota. Mm-hmm. And just, like, one day I was just staring at the skies and realized how vast the universe was and just started screaming.
1: I mean, I get that, too. It's freaky. Yeah. It used to freak me out as a child a lot. Um, I used to... <laughs> coming home from things with my parents, I used to pretend to fall asleep in the back of the car uh, so that they would carry me in because I was afraid that aliens would come get me between the car and getting into my house. Oh, <laughs> <Aww. laughs> I don't know if I've ever told my parents that actually. <laughs> so if you're listening, Hey, that's gotcha. like I fell asleep a lot. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I think space is really interesting too. I don't, I don't know a ton or anything about it, but like anything, time i i hear about it, i think it's really cool and i do think it is very interesting i've had a couple of experiences where i've just been like wow like holy crap like uh i studied abroad in australia and i went to um what is it like a star camp or whatever where it was like hours and hours and hours outside the city uh-huh. and it was uh you can't have lights there it's like red light inside only uh-huh. and uh because one of my friends home hosts took us there for a weekend uh-huh. And it was just a bunch of like nerdy dudes with large telescopes and they would just be like, Oh, and it was, it was a different hemisphere. So like the constellations were different too. Ooh. And they, yes, they'd be like, come over here. I've got the jewel box. Like come over here. I've got the, um, Southern cross, like, you know, stuff like that. And that's it was, on their flag. I know that much. It is on their flag. And actually I, <laughs> when I went to Australia, I said, parents, what would you like as like a thing from Australia? And my dad said, get me a picture of the Southern cross. And I was like, right. I'll just take a picture of stars. Like that's going to turn out. But I did, I took, um, I had a decent camera cause I had a, you know, photography degree. So my camera was like, Oh, right. It wasn't the best, but it was like, yeah. good. And I had a tripod and I set it up and I got a picture of the Southern cross and it was like, Oh, such a huge accomplishment. It's not the greatest picture or anything, but you can actually like, see the constellation uh-huh. if you, if you know what you're looking at yeah otherwise you're like why do you have pieces of dust on a black piece of paper in a frame <laughs> Like, um, but yeah space is really interesting like in that I, I, in that way it's it there's so much there's yeah. so much so it, it can be both something to admire and also just something to be a little freaked out about yeah yeah <laughs> yeah it's a space it's, it's final space. frontier
0: that's why we have a space for us now Oh. <laughs> I I don't understand what's going on in America anymore.
1: Well that's why we do podcasts. But stuff.
0: also poor Australia. I just mention that I Ugh. just mentioned those wildfires.
1: Yeah, it's very <sighs> have you seen like the aerial photos and stuff? Like the the from space photos no. of Australia. Oh, don't do it.
0: I, heard, I mean like I know, if, like a lot of it's on fire right now.
1: It's just red though from space. Oh my God. Like you can, it, it's really jarring, like how much of it you can actually see. Yeah. And I feel things like that make you feel so small because you're like, what do I Yeah. What do I do?
0: I messaged him a master and was like, hey, you okay?
1: Oh, were they? They were. Okay, good. My
0: friend uh, Jacinta, she does like emergency medical stuff. And oh. so she said she's been helping yeah. with like some of the rescue kind of stuff.
1: No, oh, I wish she didn't have to, but that's nice that
0: Yeah. She knows I told her like be safe, girl.
1: Yeah. Well that got dark. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but anyway, if you want to follow us on social media <laughs> Um
1: please do. You can follow us. I'll do it this time. Okay. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Detroit Strange or on Facebook at
0: It's just Detroit Strange.
1: Detroit Strange. Yeah. <laughs> It's hard! It is hard. Wait, is it all the same for all three of them?
0: Yeah, it's at Detroit Strange on Twitter and Instagram. Oh,
1: I see what you're saying.
0: <laughs> Detroit okay. Strange on Facebook.
1: I'm just going to say this. You can follow us on, because you'll be able to figure out. You're smart people.
0: Yeah, we Detroit trust Detroit
1: Strange on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Or you can email us, Detroit Strange gmail.com. Or you can rate, subscribe, and review Anywhere you listen to podcasts, yeah. Well, I don't know if you can review anywhere. I don't know that they you all know. Have that I don't function. think Stitcher
0: does. That's where I listen to my podcast. I think it's like an
1: Apple thing. Yeah, but it's yeah.
0: mostly. I I don't know if Google Podcast does it. I don't know either because I use. Let us know. Apple. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Mystery. We
0: have a podcast. We don't understand how they work. Apparently.
1: <laughs> do 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 do.
0: Computers. Yeah, that was me using I know a computer The portmanteau assume. of iPod and broadcast. Okay. Okay.
1: Knowledge. So I'm d I'm just gonna plug a couple things really quick. Uh again, the vagina monologues, I'll be doing them. Um, not all of them, I'm just in part of it. Yeah. <laughs> and that will be February 13th at Emerald Ballroom in Mount Clemens supporting turning point, an awesome place. Uh even if you can't come, you know, you should support them. They they offer a lot of opportunities for that. And other than that, I don't think I have anything to plug to you.
0: Not life. anything like specific. I just you know just plug life. Things are messed up right now. Just no, like let's, let's end happy some though, Good but... vibes. Okay, I, that's like, good. good. I mean, it's nothing. Just like I don't know. Do good today.
1: Mm-hmm. Quar- and I'm just also... the good. Say hi to someone. And I'm going to plug our love for all of you. Yeah, because we really do appreciate it, and we appreciate doing this. And it's been about six months now, and it's great. Yeah, love it. And until next time,
0: stay strange.
1: This has been a production of Planet Amp Podcast, powered by Pinecast. Our theme song was created by Sex and Violence.